Howdy, hey, it's Randall K. coming to you live from magnificent Middle Tennessee with this episode of Bible News Radio. Uh, normally, I'm your co-host, but I'm going to be your host this evening or, well, whenever you're watching this. It happens to be evening here um, in this wonderful country of ours and uh, God's country here in Middle Tennessee. Yeah, the people say that about everywhere, right? You know, whether it's the great state of Texas or... Like in Congress, all the, you know, all the representatives, senators, you know, they're always from the great state of, you know, I've been to some of those states and some of them aren't so great. But anyway, nah, they're all great and you're all great. Anyway, so I'm your host and uh, tonight I have the privilege of being the host because my guest for this episode is the author of this brand new book or newly released book, Pickleball Faith. Um, and the author is Stacy Lynn Harp, Master of Science. You probably recognize that name as being the regular host of this program. Uh, but uh, we're going to flip the tables a little bit. And um, even though the physical stable, table is staying where it <laughs> normally is, and you can hear laughing already. I should have muted that microphone before starting. Anyway, the, the table, the physical table is staying in the same orientation. It'd be too hard to flip it around. But, you know, metaphorically, we're, we're flipping the table to, um, yeah, me to host and to interview um, the author of this book, Pickleball Faith. To start with, uh, let me read um, two endorsements that are back this book that uh, kind of give you an idea of what we're dealing with here. Uh, Stephanie Lane, three-time USA Pickleball National Champion, wrote, uh, You will be blessed with the invitation to peer into the sweetheart of Stacey Lynn while joining her on her journey of faith in God and in humanity simply through this crazy sport called pickleball. And uh, Dr. Jennifer Fee, psychologist and TEDx speaker, says pickleball faith is for everyone who appreciates spiritual wisdom gleaned from everyday activities so let's uh now find out what sort of uh you know a spiritual wisdom that we can gain from uh an everyday <laughs> um talk show host without further without further ado i'm going to uh Go ahead and um, mix things up here. And um, yeah, I'm first of all, I'm going to need to take my name off of there because I can. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking good here on the camera there. But anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and bring in Stacy Lynn. Stacy Lynn Harp, welcome to Bible News Radio. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Great. <laughs> so, so this is so funny because, you know, this is like the the ultimate in doing book publicity, right? Yeah, and I should <laughs> and I should have rigged this up to have me on the left side of the screen. And then the guest on the right is the is the typical thing. Typical. But, but um we're gonna roll with this because I it just didn't occur to me to set up a new shot but um it is what it is right so pickleball faith uh inspiration on and should, off the court you should use this copy 
The one without the... <laughs> the one without the not for resale band across it? Well, it's, it's the only copy that I have, people. Right. So um, why don't you pass that one to me? Here you go. All right. And so, yeah. Now I have this... his. <laughs> so, so Pickleball Faith. Yes. Inspiration on and off the court. Um, let's start with uh, an obvious question. And that is, why pickleball? I think this is so weird. <laughs> well, hello, audience. First of all, I want to say that I'm actually wearing my pickleball shirt. This is the USAPA pickleball shirt, if anybody wants to know. I kind of gamed up for the interview here. I got a pickleball here on the table yeah, with a cross that I just drew on it because on the cover of my book, we have the cross on the ball it's kind of a thing but why pickleball gosh i don't know those of you who watch this show um you've been watching me for almost six years you talk about pickleball <laughs> because honestly it as i started about i started in my in the book i talk about how pickle pickleball found me right i was brand new to tennessee trying to make friends uh, was in water aerobics, not, you know, really connecting and having a lot of fun because most people in there are like 20 or 30 or 40 years older than me. And then one day I saw this game down there in the gym and it looked like tennis. And I was like wondering what it was. And I found out that it was pickleball. And I went and I started to play it because I knew I could because I could play tennis. And next thing you know, a community was born. And it just, it changed my life. Yep. And those of you who've been watching me for a long time, I'm the first person you ever heard about pickleball from. Most of you in this audience have told me that. Uh, so, yeah. And I've been talking about this book for a long time, and it's finally out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're celebrating it. I'm I celebrating it. I'm trying not it. to cry here. I'm rejoicing <laughs> with them that rejoice, and a lot of people <laughs> rejoicing with you. It's uh, so cool to, you know, have your words in print and... You want to hear something funny that happened today? I didn't even tell you this. Sure. Share so with I, us. Share so with us to, something funny. So I went to pickleball, right? I went to go play pickleball this morning, and I was walking to the gym, and one of the ladies at the rec center who knows us, I think it was it was Fran. Fran, she came out of uh, some room, and anyway, she came. I said, Fran, check this out. I said, I got my new book, and I held it up to her, except not this one with the not-for-resale banner on it, but... I, I, she goes, that's your book. I go, yeah, it is. And this other woman comes walking up and she's like, oh, that's your book. She goes, what book is it? I said, it's pickleball faith. She goes, oh, she goes, this is your book. And I, I said, yeah, I wrote this book. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you wrote that. I'm like, yeah. I said, isn't it cool? So it was just funny because they weren't expecting it to be my book. And and then when I brought it into the gym and I was showing some of my friends, they were like, wow, this looks really nice. This is actually really cool. So there's something very cool about holding your first book. So so when, when you said this is my book, you thought maybe you owned it, that it right. was you were the owner of that book, whatever it may be. Right. Not your book that you authored, authored. The, that yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. So 
pick, a lot of people have not even heard of pickleball. It seems like everybody that plays pickleball is a, you know, an avid pickleball player will tell you it's the fastest growing sport in the country. Right. Yes. <laughs> so many people have never heard of it. Oh, what's that? It's and true. so it's like, well, if it really was the fastest growing sport in America, you know, that it would be, I mean, everybody knows about the legal legalization of marijuana in so many states, you know, um, but, and that's, that's few states in, in the nation have, you know, legalized marijuana, thankfully. That's a whole nother <laughs> subject. But, you know, people are talking about it, so the fastest growing sport in America, it seems like that would be on every front page of, you know, every newspaper. But um, I guess because the other sports just aren't growing at all. I don't know. Seems like you hear about soccer moms and stuff like that. So anyway, so Pickleball found you. And for those who who don't recognize or realize that it's the fastest growing sport in America, uh, let's start with, you know, that was kind of the reason why Pickleball. Not that you wrote about it, but why Pickleball? I mean, why is it, why, you know, faith, faith is an important part of someone's life. Right. But of all things, you know, it's not uh, simple faith or it's not, um, <laughs> you know, uh, assurance of faith or it's not um, foxhole faith or, you know, um or, you know, other things, you know, airport faith or, you know, other kind of things that people might be familiar with and, and you know, things that may, um, you know, try your patience and build your faith. Why pickleball? Why pickleball faith? Yeah, why, why, why pickleball faith? <laughs> well, you know, that's a good, good long question that you just asked me. Thank you. Um <sighs> You know, it's weird because the name came to me, um, I don't know, like four years ago when I started writing this book. I just knew I had to call it Pickleball Faith because what it's about is it's about pickleball and it's about my faith being worked out within the community of pickleball players. And there are a ton of Christian pickleball players. There are a ton of ministries I'm finding uh, that that have like a burden to reach pickleball players for the Lord. And it's so funny to me because, you know, the subtitle is inspiration on and off the court. That's what this is about. It's about my journey with pickleball and how God has taught me lessons while playing the game and also while not playing the game. Um, you know, I, I personally believe that, that we should all be an ambassador wherever we're at. If we're Christians, we're called to go to the world, right? Our mission field is between our feet. It's under our feet. Wherever we're at, that's our mission field. And and I don't go to play pickleball to evangelize people. That might be hard to believe. Uh, there are people that do that, but not me. I I go there to play pickleball, and yet at the same time, what I found is that God met me there in a surprising way that I that I didn't expect I didn't expect it I became part of a community I became a leader um, I became you know somebody at one point the community was calling me kind of like the mother of of 
of the community because I, I designed a t-shirt, you know, for the community and, you know, and we started having parties and different things like that. And so, um, <clears throat> but as in all communities, there's issues that come up and that's really what this is about. It's about relationships. It's about pickleball and it's about faith. Did that answer your question? Um, it, it did. And you, know, you brought up an important point, a little sort of Bible lesson there. And that you said you don't go to play pickleball to evangelize. You don't go to the pickleball courts to evangelize. No. And <laughs> so true, I don't. Yeah, and that's that's fine. And and the and the Great Commission is not to go. And I appreciate those who talk about going to the mission field, going overseas. I mean, those things are important. Uh, the Great Commission is making disciples. And uh, go, therefore, most, a lot of English translations put the, the verb go because English doesn't have an aorist tense in verbs, but in the Greek it's aorist. And um, I've, Randall's translation here, um, having gone, since you will have gone into all the world, make disciples and so the it's uh it's a presumed done thing that's the idea of aorist is that it's speaking of a future thing but kind of in past tense since since you will have gone into all the world mm -hmm. and so the emphasis is not on the go it's on the making disciples and wherever you're going you will have gone somewhere whether it's to the supermarket the pickleball courts you know to the office to class, wherever it is, that, um, yeah, like you say, that's our mission field, and, and I appreciate that. Uh, pulling that out, the mission field is underneath our feet. Yeah, I also want to say, too, that you, you read the endorsements from Stephanie Lane and, yeah. and Dr. Jennifer Fee. Indeed, I did. Now, our audience knows Dr. Jennifer Fee. She was a pretty good, pretty big gold star periscoper. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly beating us up on periscope, that gold star level. Um, <clears throat> and, and a former uh, professor of mine in, in grad school and, um, and also TEDx speaker, which she, you know, when she told me she would endorse it, I was like, she was the first one to read it. And she told me, this is great. Mm. And and she would tell me the truth, okay? I mean, I, I, one of your best friends, if they lie to you, then, then, then they're not really a good friend. But um, Jennifer told me uh, when she first read it, she said, this is great. Everybody's going to love this. And what I can tell you, all of you guys out there, is that I've had more people who do not play pickleball read this book so far and love it than people who've actually played pickleball. <laughs> it's that universal. And then when I asked Stephanie, Stephanie Lane, to endorse it, and she was a previous guest on our show. Her and her daughter, uh, Lee Ellen, were on our show about three years ago. And um, when I asked her to endorse it, to, if she would endorse it, uh, I, I was so blessed and so humbled that she took the time to listen to the book. She actually listened to it um, on her Kindle. Um, and then she took the time and literally did this within a 48-hour period. Not only listened to my book, but then wrote an endorsement for it. And then published it on her page. Now, you have to understand that not only is Stephanie a three-time USA Pickleball national champion, okay, gold level, 
But she's also one of the ambassadors for the pickleball brand Pickleball Rocks, which is one of the most popular brands of pickleball out there. So she knows people all over the world, (laughs) pretty much. And when she endorsed my book and told me she was so humbled that I asked her, it, it just, it was so humbling to me that she was so humbled that I asked her. I was so humbled that she took, that she actually took the time uh, to do it because it, co- it was a couple of years ago I asked her um, I, I told her I said look I'm writing this book God's put it on my heart and she told me that there's a lot of Christian p- pickleball players out there and that if I wrote it she would she would look at it and endorse it and she did and when she shared it out to her community I had so many people come to me afterwards and just say hey did you know I do this and I mean there's so many people and I'm actually thinking Randall of doing a show with some of the other pickleball people who are in ministry because I would love to promote what they're doing Uh, you know there's people who are doing missions to the Philippines there's people who are reviewing pickleball books and paddles and you know they're doing all this other stuff but they're all doing it for the Lord and (laughs) And they're like, eat or drink or yeah, and, and, and they're calling me up. To, so, they're they're to saying, the glory of God. yeah, and they're like, hey, sister, I want to get your book. I want to take it to some tournaments and I want people to to read it and get saved. And I'm like, well, that's not really the type of book this is. The gospel is in it. That's at the very end. I yeah. will. That's the chapter called Pickleball Faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just floored. I, I was completely floored. Um, by that and and um, yeah, I've interviewed a lot of people in my life and and uh, to have to be the interviewee is very different for me. And pickleball kinda... faith is the longest chapter in pickleball faith, I believe. Is it? Yeah, it's one of yeah. the longest anyway. Yeah, and that and that's what one thing that stands out to me about this book is that each of the chapters and I'm. Don't recall how many there are. There's 19. Okay, there are 19 <laughs> chapters, and yeah. and some of and there's a forward, afterward introduction, acknowledgments, and all that. But there's yeah. 19 literal chapters. So, but but some they're short. Some of them are a page and a half. You mm-hmm. know, some of them are two pages. Uh, some two and a half. Uh, they're not. They're not long. Um, you know, they don't won't take long to read in terms of words to read but uh, there is so much packed into each sentence um like when i was reading the introduction uh yesterday um a sentence like this as a middle-aged woman married for 29 years with no children i've always found it hard to connect with others it's like wow you know that's there's a lot in that that packs a lot um, you know, it's like, there's a lot to unpack there and, and, uh, it conveys so much and, and we find that sort of, um, um, what do we call it? I don't know. It's, it's vulnerability, but it's not just plain vulnerability. It's, it's thoughtful, it's thoughtful and um, thought-provoking, I guess. You know, um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna put you quite at the same level as our Lord, but I think that's good. I think because <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Better than I, anybody. I, I think of some of the. <laughs> I think I think of some of the parables. Yeah. You know, like the parable of the prodigal son. It, it's it's not many verses. There aren't many verses to that story. Hmm. Um, but when there's a sentence like, um, you know, he, roughly paraphrasing here, uh, that he he longed to fill his belly with the pods that the swine were eating you know something it's like cats very few words but it's it says quite a bit it paints a really vivid picture of things um because it's it's not it's not just factual it's not just um you know descriptive of physical characteristics because it speaks to the human soul uh, the human soul and um, and it's yeah. I, th- I think when you read the Word of God a lot, yeah. you you maybe that's what you're seeing. Maybe you're seeing the influence of God's Word on me because I read the Bible more than any other book. Oh. You know, I mean, I read the Bible every day, and maybe there's some type of transference or something from the style of writing I read in the Bible to how I write. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, know. I think that if you worked, um, stocking shelves in a supermarket, uh, you know, you might've written a book, you know, supermarket faith or, you know, or, <laughs> or box knife faith or something. Um, <laughs> just because that's who you are. But I think, um, being, so, you know, one time, like four or five days a week playing pickleball, uh, being so um, entrenched, for lack of a better word, in that community, so mm-hmm. woven into that community, um, you know, an inspiration on and off the court. And uh, I think that speaks to you that you're going to find, as someone seeking the Lord and is going to find inspiration um wherever they are but pickleball being a big part of your life but it but i think there's more than that it's more than just because it occupying a you know large chunk of your time uh there's something more to the dynamics of pickleball uh that, that lend um to these stories and i don't want to give anything away but well, you have to let, give a couple stuff away. I yeah, mean. but uh, <clears throat> but let me ask you this: um, What's your favorite chapter? What's the what's your favorite story that you relate in your book? My favorite story is the cupcake caregiver. And um, yeah, well, without <clears throat> you know reading it word for word, maybe you could um, give us a little quick overview. Sure. So the cupcake caregiver. Uh, is about my friend Frank, who um, it's, it's this. There's so many different stories in this book, but this it, this one is my favorite because Frank uh, is in his 70s. He has a daughter uh, like me, about my age. And um, when I was taking care of my father, those of you who watched know that I took care of my dad. Um, he would ask about my dad every day, every time we were there together. And one year 
couple of years ago. Our birthdays are in the same month. They're in October. And he came in, he shared with me, it was his birthday. And I'm, I'm a gift giver. I mean, that's, if you're close to me, you get a gift, right? I mean, that's generally speaking, I express love through gift giving and I feel loved by give, get by getting gifts. And so I didn't know it was his birthday. <laughs> I said to him, um, uh, I, I reached into my, my backpack and I, I, I pulled out a dollar twenty-five or or dollar fifty, whatever it was, and I said to him, "I said, Frank, here, it's your birthday. I want you to go to the vending machine and buy yourself a candy bar on me. Happy birthday!" <clears throat> and I, uh, and he was touched by it. He took it, and he he calls me Poncho, um, and he said, "Thanks, Poncho, <laughs> or whatever." So every time I showed up on the court, he would call me Poncho. First of all, which is funny because that's generally I think a guy's name. Mm-hmm. But he would call me that. And then, um, you know, he would he would always, you know, pass you know, pass by, say hi to me. And and we played games together. And, you know, when you're when you're seeing people a lot, you develop relationships, find out about their family and stuff like that. And, you know, time passed a year passed. And one day I showed up late to the pickleball court because I had to take care of my dad. I don't remember what it was, but it was some errand and I had to do it. And so I showed up later to the court than I normally do. And Frank was waiting for me and I didn't know why. And (laughs) this is going to make me cry. (laughs) Yeah. It wouldn't be BNR episode if you didn't. (laughs) I know. Right. But I'll, I'll never forget this because I wrote about it, so I, so I wouldn't. <laughs> but he, he, I came, I walked over to the, the side of the court that I was at. He came over to me, and he handed me a little box. And I opened it up, and there was a cupcake in it with a candle. <laughs> yep. You don't get this emotion in the book, but there was a, a cupcake with a candle in it because it was my birthday. And he had waited to give me that cupcake. He went to the store on purpose. Yeah, I don't. And it, it meant a lot to me because, um, number one, he remembered my birthday. I didn't tell him, but he remembered my birthday because our birthdays were a couple days apart. Um, But it was a year later, and he got me that cupcake. He intentionally went to the store, bought that cupcake, put a candle in it, and wished me a happy birthday. And I think the reason it touched me so much, and I write about it, is that he knew my dad could not do that for me. Mm. And he did. Mm. And I need to get Mm. him a copy of the book. Uh, because yeah, that's my favorite chapter because it's something I didn't expect at all. And it was from a father to a daughter because I believe he knew my dad couldn't do that for me. Well, you said you don't get this emotion in the book. No, we don't read <sighs> anywhere that. Well, I cry throughout the book. There's. <laughs> Stacy cried, you know, here and here, as my tears, you know, splashed on the floor. 
but you certainly <laughs> but you certainly get that emotion from the book and oh, uh, do you? at least at least i have found that mm-hmm. and it's been said that if there that if there are no tears in the eyes of the author there will be no tears in the eyes of the reader yeah. and um but i think i think people reading this book will will find that emotion from the book not in the book but from it yeah i haven't had many people tell me they cried i've had a lot mm. of people say they've laughed mm. there's that too which makes me laugh because i'm not i'm not i'm not sure what the funny part about this is except that i'm so honest about what mm. i think mm. but well, well you approach things with humor well you've always approached serious subjects with a light touch so yeah and, I guess so. <laughs> and not everything in here is serious like you know i'm gonna say gravely serious but there is a one on death, but, um, I mean, it's not like gloom and destruction and I mean, they're life lessons of inspiration on and off the court. Um, but you know, there is vulnerability. There is, uh, there is, contemplation there is um confession there is it's like reading my journal there is there are there are deep things in the book but but they're dealt with a light touch it's not it's not like you need uh you know a psychotherapy session after reading it or <laughs> no, no i did though <laughs> no, no, you, need, you don't need to go oh you know, i better i need to go have a drink after reading this book um <laughs> no it, it is you you keep it light throughout i mean not it's so, not, so what it's part, not it's not frivolity it's and, hard um, for me to not do ask you a question because i'm the well, interviewer but like yeah well, well so yeah so don't okay uh, because i'm gonna you hold know, back rarely does the guest uh you know the author ask the interviewer <laughs> a question unless it's you know about something about them that wouldn't you know the author doesn't ask the interviewer about the book i mean because the the author is the is the expert on the book right um so you know i'm thinking you know i didn't do the because i don't usually open up this program i didn't do all the usual housekeeping stuff and announcements at the beginning but um you know i can take care of that maybe when we're closing up you know for those who've, who've watched we'll watch that far then they'll get that stuff um You've, um, let's see, again, I, I don't want to, you know, give, give away the store here, but, um, you've dedicated to this book, to Joe Gibbs. Yes. And, uh, you wrote, what, three paragraphs? Yeah. Dedication. Maybe you could tell them, tell us a little more about Joe and, and that dedication. So so Joe was one of the very first people I met at Pickleball. And this is a picture of me and Joe. It's the only picture in the book, me and Joe. And Joe died a couple of years ago. Um, 
He was one of the first people I played with. The very first time I met him, he came over to me. He grabbed my nose, and he went like that. Hurt my nose, and he kept doing it, and I had to tell him to stop it because it, it hurt my nose. Uh, but he he taught me that I could come from behind and win a game, among other things, actually. Um, he's the guy, him and his wife, Sharon, who actually brought the game of pickleball to the community center that I play in. Um, and that picture in the book was basically, it was taken about six months before he died. Um, so he, uh, he loved pickleball so much that he brought it to the community. And if him and his wife didn't do that, then my life wouldn't have ever been changed by it. But he was also just, he was just a, he was a hard worker. He was an entrepreneur he loved people. He was fun. He was kind of an old curmudgeon. I called him old geezer. Um, and he he was just nice. He was just a nice guy, you know. And I liked him a lot, so I dedicated the book to him. That is really great. Isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I miss him, too. And, and sure. I actually write about his death and how the community came together and uh, what happened with Sharon afterwards, I talk about a prayer I did with Sharon and, and some stuff that happened with him that the Lord did. Um, and it was cool. It's it's that, again, it's 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 the who you are as a believer, just being you, you know, faith being worked out in these relationships. And, um, and I know Sharon doesn't even realize the impact that she and him have had on me. I know that when I told her I was writing the book and dedicating it to him, she's like, we need to meet for lunch. So we still need to do that because I need to need to get in touch with her. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's who I dedicated it to, Joe. That is, that is really something. And, and I feel like, you know, you having just cried moments ago and now talking about bringing up joe's death and it's like i again i don't want to paint this as a is a downer book it is it is dealt with a light touch and so on that side um when you think about the funny things that are in the book maybe uh share with us something you think is one of the funnier moments or stories <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I guess, um, I don't see a lot of funny things in the book. I, I think, I guess, I, I would say one, of, okay, I would say one of the funnier things is when I met Amy. Yeah. Um, Amy is, was the vice mayor, and she was actually on the city council. I guess she, I guess here in the middle, Tennessee, they call it an alderman. But I met the board of mayor and alderman. Right. She's basically a public official. Right. Met her in the bathroom. (laughs) And and that was funny to me because I was in there. We were both in there doing our business. That's what you do. And we were both washing our hands after we did our business and we started talking. And um, she was telling me about how she was going to go exercise on the treadmill. And I said, that's so boring. Why don't you? come and play pickleball she's like what's that and I'm like you don't know what pickleball is come come with me and and me and her went out and I I taught her how to play and then she was a natural at it and and ended up joining in and playing tournaments and won gold (laughs) and the really cool part is that you know people thought we knew each other but 
We didn't. We met in the bathroom. And I, like I told Randall, I said, two men wouldn't do that, you know, not unless they were gay, probably. No. But, <laughs> but you, you know, they wouldn't meet in the bathroom, you know. So, and that's, I don't mean that in a mean way, what I just said. <laughs> I just said that's, that's, but, that's just one of those differences between men and women. You right. know, you go, you go out with several couples. Yeah. You know, to some kind of dinner thing, and and one of the wives says, "Well, I'm going to the ladies' room," and the rest of them stand up and they all go together. You know, I hate that personally, but me but, and Am- me and Amy did not go to the ladies' room together. I we, know you didn't go together. We just happened to meet there. But had struck up a relationship <laughs> inside the restaurant. That's the funny thing is, yes, where, I met her. the same dinner party. A man stands up and says, "Well, I'm going to go to the to have a great time. You want to come with me?" <laughs> No, I think you'll be fine by yourself. Thank you very much. Well, no, but and 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 you know it's it's you don't strike up a conversation in the no. But the funny thing room. is, I guess the funny thing is, is because I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she's like this big wig city councilwoman in our city. Number Did one, somebody with a different I, job. I, I, she was just a resident but, of our fine town with yeah. a with a different job yeah which she's no longer at but right. before she left she lobbied for pickleball courts in yeah. our city yeah. so so god connected me to a connector who could yeah. further the sport of pickleball mm-hmm. in our city which and i think that's funny yeah and then yeah, especially since she went from what's pickleball to to advocating <laughs> for pickleball yeah, yeah. pickleball yeah. courts which tells you a little bit see. about the community of pickleball. When about th- the this, sport? this is a game where people um, like, they actually like each other. You know, I mean, there's other sports maybe, you know. Who likes each other? It's just the pickle- people like pick- the sport and the pick- sport likes the people? Pickleball or the- people like sports. Other- okay. I mean, they like each other though. Okay. You know, people become friends playing this game, you know. And and on a more serious note, one of the things I, I do want to talk about is I talk about, um, you know, it's it's about relationships. You know, I tell people when I was writing it, I would say this, this book, this is a book about relationships. It's about meeting people where they're at, um, understanding what their backstory is, learning that, you know, maybe you're playing with a miracle instead of a menace. You know, that maybe there are menaces out there. Um, it's about understanding that there's a beginner's perspective, there's an advanced player's perspective. And and you can carry that over to pretty much anywhere in your life. You know, one of the points I made um, in one of the chapters had to do with the fact that have you ever considered um, as an adult, you don't have to learn anything new. I mean, you don't have to go to school if you're an adult, right? And so a lot of people might come and play pickleball who are older, they're retired, they just retired and and they're trying to pick up a new sport. And maybe they can't play it great the first time, but, you know, you got to give them a chance. And why are they there in the first place to try to learn a new thing? Um, They don't have to. Nobody's forcing them. They're not putting a gun to their head saying, you have to play pickleball or else I'm going to kill you. You No, they found something about this sport, which is so fun. It has the quirky name, everybody says. Um, And they wanted to come in and play it. And and over time, they will learn it. And what's been really cool for me as kind of an unofficial ambassador for it is that when I first started playing, and I write this in the book, that eight to one was the ratio of men. There was eight men to one women. 
And now, six years later, because uh, I've been playing for about six years, now kids play. I played with two children this morning. One was 10 and one was 15. Great players these kids are running this 53-year-old around the court, you know. <laughs> so so kids and, and, you know, young adults, young couples, uh, and older people play this game. Everybody can play it. Um, and you got to ask yourself, why are they playing it? Is this hard for them? And who's going to be the gracious one to play with the beginner if you don't like to play with the beginner um, and stuff like that. So it's really about attitude and perspective. A lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of psychology in it. It's not as heavy on scripture either. I think I quoted about 15 scriptures in the whole book. Um, Rich mostly had to do with attitude, um, you know, so. Yeah, and uh, if it's not the fastest growing sport in America, it's certainly a fast growing sport in our city because I think of when you started playing, uh, you know, how many people were there and now you show up on a Saturday morning and. There's 50 people there. Yeah. yeah. Or more sometimes. Yeah. Today wasn't so bad. There was only probably about. 20 people there today but it was pouring out so i think that kept a lot of people away so i want to let people know however you can get my book yes yes they can you can pre-order it right now it depends on when you're watching this if if it's after a month from this date then the books are available on my website um this is a proof copy of the book which i am actually giving away uh i'm doing a contest right now to to give it one of these away the only thing that makes this different is it has this on it. When you order your proof copy, um, they do this. They put not for resale on the title, so you can't sell it. Um, and the only thing that this book doesn't have that the the final, final, final version, is, this does not have a table of contents. <laughs> that got accidentally left out. Uh, so if a winner, the whoever wins this copy will not have a table of contents. But other than that, the whole book is the same on the inside. And it could be worth something <laughs> one day. Being a proof copy without the table of contents will be rare. You know, the the, the, <laughs> the hundreds of thousands of copies that are out there, there's only like, what, five? five there's only five, yeah. Five with, with the, that are the... Um, that, <clears throat> are the um, that are the proof copies, yeah. And uh, another detail... Some of you who bought the earlier copies, um, the cover will be a little bit different. There's this sort of white thing over here. Uh, that's just part of the photograph with something in the picture behind the behind the. Oh, did you change and, that on the one you gave me yesterday? Yeah, so I didn't notice. So, that's so cool. because <clears throat> because it looks like some sort of print defect. It or does, something. and and but it's not. It's something that was actually on the net. really there in the. And so I I toned that down in uh, yeah, another place where it was anyway. I think, I so. think this adds some character though. It does, but yeah. but so so now the the very first purchasers have uh, you know collector's item. It's the Lord Terry's and uh, <laughs> collector's item. <laughs> well, yeah, you know something that makes collector's items. There's coins and stamps and other things that become valuable because they're rare. Well, precious metals are precious metals because they're rare you know they're, they're precious and that's what makes them precious metal because they're not compared to a lot of metals they're not very common and and they've got some good properties as well 
I mean, gold is a is a really good conductor. It's not a super conductor, but it's uh, very good and valuable and looks really nice. But it is also not very common. You don't find a. I think know, we got the point. Yeah, anyway, so. <laughs> Any other questions? So these for these me. so <laughs> these original books. Anyway, well, you just mentioned the you know you were like downplaying. I'm well, your wife here. You can be asking me any question. I I, I do. <laughs> but like, it's just that you were kind of downplaying. Well, you know, the proof copy you're giving away has this well, not for resale, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's it's right. it's rare. There are many, and you mentioned it, and it doesn't have the table of contents either. So. There are like there are like three features of the proof copies that are very rare. Wow. There's only five of those, and there will ever only be five of those. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so a great thing to uh, get in get in the drawing for um, a rare a rare copy. I like your salesmanship there. That's a good. <laughs> Just anyway. Huh? So speaking of that, seems we're like. Uh, like 45 minutes into this or so where wow yeah we are um i should i should do the housekeeping thing should i could should i give a try at that give a shot and then you're gonna and come back and come to be this. and then we can talk about where people can get your book and all that kind of thing okay so sure so hey people uh thank you for watching this program and um this Bible News Radio is a production of Heart Tug International, which is a nonprofit organization uh, dedicated to reaching the hearts of people one verse at a time. And there, um, there are more ways that you can engage uh, with us and the ministry. Uh, outside of this program, just watching this program, there's a little ticker going on at the bottom of the screen there. For those of you who are viewing this, uh, we have a large listening audience as well that just get the audio of this broadcast. Uh, so I'll read it for the listeners, but uh, there is this ticker going across the bottom that f to stay up to date with uh, announcements of what's going on with the program and, and the ministry, you can text, using SMS messages, you can text Bible News as one word, take the two words Bible News, squish them together so there's no space in the middle, uh, text Bible News to the number um, 33222. Um, so, you know, as a phone number, who you're sending to, it's, it's five digits, two threes, three twos, three, three, two, 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 text the term Bible news to three, three, two, 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 and you'll get on that text message for updates. If you were looking, uh, for some accountability in your scripture reading, um, and you want to get a little prompt, uh, to be in the word of God each day, you can text the uh, term a team unstuck again it's like two words uh smushed together there team unstuck uh to that same destination three three two 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 uh to get on that uh, bible reading accountability um ah, text message list and if you want to find out more about the heart tug ministry just go to hearttug.org heart h-e-r-t Tug, like tugging on your heart, hearttug.org. Uh, find out more there. And there you can find an opportunity even to donate to the ministry of Heart Tug International. Um, you know, if, if you like what are doing and want to um, 
help offset the costs of doing this ministry, um, that would be appreciated. And what else do I want to tell you? Um, I don't usually do this, so, so I'm, yeah, I don't know. Did I, did I do good? Did I do well? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you did great. Well, thanks. You nailed it. All right. I hear it a <laughs> lot, but I've never practiced it because yeah. I just, just sit here and listen to it. Should we tell people about the new Heart Tug Fellowship? Um, yeah, let's do that. Thanks for the reminder. Um, I can do that. Okay. So, uh, starting Sunday, February 6th, we're going to do an inaugural uh, meeting of an online fellowship. This is to supplement uh, Christian fellowship that you have elsewhere. But uh, a lot of people are not in the congregation right now, like on Sunday mornings. Uh, something that they're having, you know, difficulty finding the right fit right now. So uh, Sunday mornings, uh, beginning February 6th, uh, this inaugural session meeting, we're going to have at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time and uh, see how it goes. So um, this, you know, in the early church met house to house. We're going to meet uh, multiple houses, but in one place virtually on a Zoom meeting. So if you want to be part of that, what do they do? I guess they can go to the website, hearttug.org, and... <clears throat> and um, send us a message through there. Yeah, or there, or you might want to put something on there about that. Put something on on the, on the website. <laughs> you you might be able to put something on the website, but but yeah. the best place to do is just get on my email list because I will email info about that, and I'll email probably a link in the email about that fellowship. Yeah, and to get on that email list again, visit hearttug.org and the banner at the top. Uh, there's a couple of places, but the banner, what? Bible news radio. Or com. Yeah. Never know which yeah, way to on, point. Yeah. It's like, on, it's right on there. my right. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to get a hand in here in my little frame. Don't put it, your hand in my ear though. All right. Um, anyway, so yeah, Bible news radio.com, hearttug.org. We'll take it to the same destination and the banner at the top. Uh, there's an offer there to get your, uh, free, uh, Bible fact sheet. Um, doing that, you can sign up through the, um, for the email list and, and get a nice little thing besides. Nice. All right. <clears throat> All right. So now let's start to wrap this up. Tell us, you know, we've been talking about your new book, Pickleball Faith. <laughs> And we got the right copy here. Yep. Inspiration on and off the court. We've learned a little, little bit about the sport of pickleball. Um, and just exercising your faith uh, wherever we go, whether it's on the court or off the court, uh, you know, the, the mission field right under our feet, as, as well as, you know, some kind of fun and meaningful things that you've encountered. Uh, in the local pickleball community, but uh, as I'm, I'm tempted to read uh, some of the forward by. Go ahead. Uh, well, we just we got like five minutes or so, but it's our show. We can go as long as we want. This is true, but uh, the forward uh, by David Div- David Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. There's. Um, 
Isn't he doing a great job, everybody? Interview me. He's doing such a great job. You're doing a great job, Bearface. Yeah, let's let's do this one. This kind of sums it up. It says, uh, the sport of pickleball can be taken literally or metaphorically. You can read this book to be a better pickleball player, or you can read it to be a better person in this life. Starting a new endeavor, accepting advice from mentors, learning discernment as to which advice is sound and which is deceiving. All these life lessons are priceless to the person who can listen and apply. And uh, you'll find those types of lessons in this book. Um, so you don't have to be a pickleball player because, again, you know, it can be, can be literal or metaphoric. You know, there are... As he points out, there are other things, moving to a new area and you know, starting a new job or any kind of new thing. The, the, play, the, the lessons apply to all, you know, kind of ages and stages, really. Yeah. And so... David is amazing. He not only is a great pickleball player, but he's an ambassador and he's an attorney. And um, I had him read my book and then I asked him if he would write something for it and he offered to do the forward and his forward is so humbling to me because when the funny thing is is when I asked him to what like okay Dave what'd you think about the book you know I was good (laughs) that's basically what he told me but then when he wrote the forward and I read what he wrote I was like oh okay he got it and it made me cry because I was like oh my gosh he got it he got what this book is about he he summarized it so greatly and concisely Um, and that was before the final manuscript was even done right. too. I mean, he got, he got most of it, but <clears throat> just, uh, yeah, you know, that's why I say this book isn't just for pickleball players. It's for anybody who wants to grow in your relationships with people and in your relationship with God. Um, this book would not be, um, possible without god in it it's it's about my relationship with god ultimately and i do dedicate it by the way i do dedicate this book in part to the bible news radio community right here see i wrote this i also want to acknowledge those of you in my bible news radio community and it's right there (laughs) so if you're watching our show you guys listen to me you're part of my community you you know it's an honor to be able to to teach what we teach through the show, interview different people through the show. Um, but to get to know the host of the show in a very intimate way, by the way, and, and I had, I went to therapy over this just so you know, <laughs> I was like telling my therapist, I don't know now that, you know, everybody's going to be reading this. They're going to really know me. And I mean, you already know me cause I don't, I'm not fake. What you see is what you get. But you will know the inner thoughts of me. But at the same time, hopefully, my wish for you is that if you read what I wrote and what God gave me to write, to write, write about, it will give you the courage to be the disciple that he's called you to be. And if you're not a disciple of his yet, my hope is that you will know that God loves you and that he wants to be in a personal relationship with you. And that's basically, you know, we talk a lot about Bible reading accountability here on the show. Um, That's how I end the book. I end the book 
I, I start the book talking about how I became part of a pickleball community, and I end the book talking about how I became part of a Bible reading group accountability community. Um, you can't grow individually. You're never going to see a vine separated from a branch or other leaves. It's it's there's there's you got to be connected, and I think part of our society today is so disconnected, and I talk about that too. Um, that I think that if you can learn from my mistakes, <laughs> you know, then then you're smart because you don't go through the pain that I went through because I'm because I'm a knucklehead, right? I mean, there's a bottom line. So if you can learn from my mistakes from what I wrote in the book, then great. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> I was going to say to paraphrase, but not really paraphrase. I'm just going to read from the back cover. You'll be inspired to consider not only whom you're playing with, but more importantly, whom you are becoming personally and in relationship with God. So, to get a hold of this inspiration on and off the court, uh, tell everybody how they can get a copy well, of your book. The best place to get a copy is my website, BibleNewsRadio.com. <laughs> uh, the book will be available there in paperback if you're watching this prior to the end of February. Uh, we're waiting for the books to come in, but you can put a pre-order in there. Um, and if, if you can't wait, you can get it also on Amazon.com. You can get it there, and, and you'll get it in a couple of days. Uh, the pros and cons. Here's the pros and the cons. The pro is if you get it through our ministry, it will be uh, the, the funds will go towards our ministry. We'll, you know, it will be a little bit cheaper for you to buy the book, but you'll have to pay for shipping. If you get it through Amazon, we don't get as many royalties through Amazon, but if you're a Prime member, your shipping is free. So I guess you really just have to decide how fast you want the book. Also, if you get it through my ministry, if you want it autographed, which I personally think is silly, but I know people want an autograph of a book. Uh, if you want it autographed, I'll autograph it. Um, it might be hard to read because I have sloppy writing. But I will write it. I'll, I'll autograph it to you if you get it through my site, too. So uh, I can't do that if you get it through Amazon unless you get the book through Amazon. Then mail it to me, and then I can mail it back to you. Otherwise, I can't autograph it from there. So uh, They can also get the ebook, purchase the ebook on our website. Yeah. Actually, we have that available in Kindle format, and we can do that. Um, that's like $3. I think we yeah, get For two. a minimum. We, yeah. For a minimum donation of $3. $3. Get what you want, but. So, yeah, I think we get $2.30 after PayPal takes their cut. <laughs> so, oh. if you if you get the Kindle. Yeah. So. All right. And so I will say this, too. If you're somebody out there and you really don't have the money to buy the book and you really want the book, I will send you a Kindle version of the book. If you seriously can't, ha if, you, if you really have no money and you can't, I will be more than happy to give you the Kindle version of it. Just ask me. Very good. And um, so, as you would ask any of our guests, um, any final thoughts, any, any parting words of wisdom for the audience? I would say <clears throat> always remember the relationship is the cure. You know, it's the relationship you have with God first, and then it's the relationship you have with other people. That's the cure. All right. Well, man, yeah. Yeah. We should look with God and the other people. But yeah, relationship secure. 
That's actually a title of my chapter in one of my in I my know. Book. I know. Early yeah. on. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being my guest. You're welcome. And with that, I'm going to close things down. Hang tight, and we'll connect afterward. Okay. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Tim, there we go. Like that. Slide her over and stay with me. All right. Uh, thanks again for joining us for another episode of Bible News Radio. Again, uh, questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us at uh, BibleNewsRadio.com or HeartTug.org. Uh, the contact form there. Uh, be sure to get on uh, the text message list by texting Bible News to 33222. Or if you want to be on the uh, Bible Reading Accountability list, that's Team Unstuck to 33222. And um, remind you to subscribe to this channel if you haven't done already done that. And uh, be sure to you know click that little notification bell. Uh, to make sure you get notified of new episodes, which are every week. So um, you can plan on that. And with that, I'm going to glance down here at my little control um, stuff and cue this up to get out of here. So um, as your sweet and lovable host would always say, um, be bold. Uh, stand up and go with God because he loves you. And I'll add, so do we. Bye.